What's up, Anchor fam? This is Kaylee Chella checking back in with today's top stories. Cranking up pressure on the president, porn actress Stormy Daniels wants Donald Trump to answer her attorney's questions under oath about a pre-election payment aimed at keeping her quiet about their alleged tryst. If she's successful, it would be the first deposition of a sitting president since Bill Clinton in 1998 had to answer questions about his conduct with women. Daniel's attorney, Michael Avenetti, is seeking sworn testimony from Trump and his personal lawyer, Michael Cohen, about a $130,000 payment made to Daniels days before the 2016 presidential election as part of a non-disclosure agreement she's seeking to invalidate. Avenetti filed the motion in U.S. District Court in California on Wednesday. A blinding national spotlight is shining on the family of Stefan Clark, the 22-year-old unarmed black man killed by Sacramento police last week. Clark's uncle, Curtis Gordon, told the Associated Press in an interview Tuesday, quote, You don't know what it's like until you experience it. You can see it on TV. It's totally okay to deal with those realities when it's just tough through a television and they're not in your home. It's different now. Television cameras and national media were there Monday for a news conference where Gordon supported Clark's grandmother who sobbed uncontrollably as she recounted the shooting and asked why something significantly less lethal than a barrage of 20 bullets could not have been used by police. They were there Tuesday morning when the city's first black police chief pleaded for calm after more than a week of unrest and later in the day when Clark's brother and supporters disrupted a city council meeting and then demonstrators for a second time blocked thousands of NBA fans from entering the arena for the hometown Kings game. They will be there Wednesday for Clark's wake and on Thursday when the Reverend Al Sharpton plans to give the eulogy at Clark's funeral. For all the angst and raw emotions, grieving and weary family members are skeptical that any substantive change will result before the next young black man dies from police gunfire and siphons away the national media and banner headlines. Gordon said, quote, So we appreciate the conversation, but conversation without implementation of some true reformation means nothing. It brought us to this moment, but what about tomorrow? What about next week? You know, sadly, I have no confidence in America and the fact that I will probably hear another story sometime this year of an innocent life lost over excessive police force. It's so common, you're numb to it. Clark was killed March 18th when two Sacramento police officers responding to a report of someone breaking car windows fatally shot him in his grandparents' backyard. Police say they believe that Clark was the suspect and he ran when a police helicopter responded and then did not obey officers' orders. Police say they thought Clark was holding a gun when he moved toward them, but he was found with only a cell phone. Ecuador's government said Wednesday it has cut off WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange's internet connection at the nation's London embassy after his recent activity on social media decrying the arrest of a Catalan separatist politician. In a statement, officials said Assange's recent posts, quote-unquote, put at risk the good relations Ecuador maintains with nations throughout Europe and had decided as of Tuesday to suspend his internet access, quote, in order to prevent any potential harm. Assange has since gone silent on social media. Ecuador granted Assange asylum in the South American nation's London embassy in 2012, where he has remained cooped up ever since. Ecuador has repeatedly tried to find a solution that would allow Assange to leave without the threat of arrest, but with no success. He remains wanted in Britain for jumping bail and also fears a possible U.S. extradition request based on his leaking of classified State Department documents. 
The Russian ex-spy and his daughter left critically ill in a nerve agent attack three weeks ago were probably poisoned at the front door of their home in southwestern England, British police said Wednesday. It was the first time police have said where they thought Sergei Skripal and his daughter Yulia may have been poisoned. The highest concentration of nerve agent found so far was on Skripal's front door in Salisbury, and detectives plan to focus their investigation in the surrounding area. Deputy Assistant Commissioner Dean Hayden said in a statement, quote, At this point in our investigation, we believe the Skripals first came in contact with a nerve agent from their front door. Police have also searched a variety of sites around Salisbury, including a pub, a restaurant, and a cemetery. Britain has blamed Russia for the attack, triggering the expulsion of about 150 Russian diplomats from the U.S., U.K., and their Western allies. Russia has vowed to respond, but a senior diplomat said Wednesday that there is no hurry to retaliate. Russia vehemently denies Britain's accusation that it was behind the March 4th attack. Russian Deputy Foreign Minister Sergei Ryabkov told the RIA Novosti State News Agency that Moscow is, quote, thoughtfully and thoroughly considering its response. Separately, he was quoted by the Interfax News Agency as saying the expulsions were directed by London and Washington, adding that other nations succumbed to their pressure. He added that, quote, all options are on the table regarding Russia's response. Scientists have the dirt on the rubber ducky. Those cute yellow bathtime toys are, as some parents have long suspected, a haven for nasty bugs. Swiss and American researchers counted the microbes swimming inside the toys and say the murky liquid released when ducks were squeezed contained quote-unquote potentially pathogenic bacteria in four out of the five toys studied. The bacteria found included two that I can't pronounce, but they are bacterium that is, quote, often implicated in hospital-acquired infections. The study by the Swiss Federal Institute of Aquatic Science and Technology, ETH Zurich, and the University of Illinois was published Tuesday in the journal Biofilms and Microbiomes. It's billed as one of the first in-depth scientific studies of its kind. They turned up at a strikingly high volume up to 75 million cells per square centimeter, and a variety of bacteria and fungus in the ducks. Tap water doesn't usually foster the growth of bacteria, the scientists said, but low-quality polymers in the plastic materials give them the nutrients they need. Bodily fluids like urine and sweat, as well as contaminants and even soap water in bathwater, add microbes and nutrients like nitrogen and phosphorus and create balmy brine for bacteria. <laughs> Signing off for the Anchor News Rundown, this is Kaylee Chella reporting.